Top Flip Flops. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 83 of High Top Flip Flops. As always, I am Krish. I'm here with Naveik. And we've got two very special guests today. Today we have Rohan and AP, who make up the phenomenal hip-hop duo, Karolanka. Thank you so much for joining us today. Wow, what a marvelous intro. Thank you, man. Thank you for having Appreciate us on. It. It's of an course. honor. We're, uh, <laughs> as we mentioned off the record, we've been super excited to have two of you on. Join us and uh, talk about your music, talk about your your creative process, but also kind of get to know the, the two of you a little bit better. Um, right off the bat, you know, everyone who hasn't heard of Karolanka, go to Spotify right now, search up Karolanka, go listen to Mahal, little EP that they casually put together in 24 hours, which we'll make sure to talk about. Yeah, you were there um, very casually. I, I was for, for a brief moment on the Twitch, yes, you know, I had to, had to come through. Um, but we let, let's go to the beginning a little bit you two have talked uh in you've talked in the past about how the two of you've met through mutual friend you yeah. kind of knew one another had an inclination towards music you geeked a little bit out, you geeked out a bit about mixing yes sir you stayed up all night working on a synth sound and you know that's kind of the humble beginnings right camp a camp yeah. you know you know all of it it's crazy <laughs> that's you know the whole chapter that's that's amazing i know you're sitting number two a plus, like, oh, <laughs> you know, oh, shit. Okay. That was the one I never say it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Edit this in post. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to know, because I think this is, this is something that Nivek and I, you know, we, we think about it and maybe it looks a little bit different because Nivek and I are, are related and we've known each other for a very long time, but what is, and what kind of has been the key uh, to nourishing your friendship? Uh, as much as you nourish one another creatively, because as we know, not everyone who kind of creates together are friends. Um, and, you know, some people just have professional relationships and that's okay too. Um, but it's also really special when you're, you, 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 you are, you're sincerely close to one another and, you know, you could kind of confidently say like, oh, if we didn't make music or we, we'd probably still be friends, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, well, I, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Not a two-way street, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I may have, I may have inferred or assumed, but uh, I am curious to know. Yeah, what is the key to what has been important for you guys to to make sure that you know you're you're growing in your friendship as much as you are kind of growing creatively as well? It's true, man. That's a great question. That's a great question. Damn. Um, yeah, I think it's like it's uh, it's sort of our ability to create with each other is very much tied to, I think, our friendship, right? Definitely. Um, and so I think it's having that foundation from the get-go, knowing that there was a time in life where we didn't make music together and we were still really good friends. I think yep. that helps for sure. Right. Right. Um, but I think it's also like we, we make sure that we sort of um, have experiences tied to like, you know, our creative careers, but we also know when it's time to step back and just be friends. And just like, chill out, just, you know, like, hang with friends, hang out. I remember there was one time that um, I remember we like, we just said, fuck it. And we, we were like, you know, uh, we're not feeling the studio right now. 
let's just go swimming at my like my condo buildings oh, yeah. like sw- like indoor swimming pool and I remember we were Amazing. in the jacuzzi for a little bit and it was dope because we were just sort of reflecting on like, some of our visions and we were like it, we were still talking about Carolunca stuff but we were talking about how much we'd achieved together as friends and I remember AP told me something he was like yo this is dope bro I feel like it's been a while since I got to sit down with you and dream you know mm. and yeah, I thought I thought that was like really tight because it, it sort of made us reflect like oh these moments are just as special as the moments we spend in the studio or like you know planning our shit out like whatever mm-hmm. just to sort of refuel each other of like our shared experiences yeah, yeah. just just to expand on that point like um it, it really just comes down to like that that sense of comfort right uh there's, there's like a sense of comfort and openness like when we're both in the room like we we know we can talk about whatever we need to talk about we we respect each other's time we respect each other's space yeah and uh, we respect what each other has to say right and like that's that's like that that's the core of our friendship and also we just like to just fuck around and make corny jokes and yeah. like, that, like that is not a Karolanka thing like that's right. become a Karolanka thing but like that started off as just like we were just two friends like hanging out in uni and we're just making like funny puns with our yeah. friends and you know we're just taking the shit that we do anyway and right. like putting it out into the world mm-hmm. it's basically the way we look at it you know but famously you know a lot of great creators have these little squabbles right from time to time myself and Chris famously had a major squabble which nearly ended the podcast and wow. interrupted the entire universe of podcasting <laughs> Yes. Now, I felt I felt that rift. Like, <laughs> oh, I know I can tell. Um, also, I'll say no, I'm gonna, I'll save this other point because Chris, you did something <laughs> that's hilarious. But whatever. Um, sorry, <laughs> no, I'll get back to put him on blast uh, right put now. Me on blast. Put no, me on no, no, Let's go right now. No, I'm gonna get back to this. It's just on this Google Doc. One of the questions that Chris wrote is, did. <laughs> Did you ever DJ at Luxie's? <laughs> Yo, I was getting to that. <laughs> Yo, I Damn, hate this you, guy. You burst my man's bubble like that? Because I can't. I'm just laughing at it every, like, five seconds. Because I hate that question. Because I should have thought of that, you know? Am um, I, wait, are you, is, is this performance art right now? Like, you told me you guys had a squabble and you're like, you're bringing the squabble into the, in, podcast. Into the podcast. Like, it's a real-time, like, expression of that? You, now, the thing is... Set? I'm pretty real where I'll admit if there's a squabble or not, mm-hmm. right? Chris is fake, so sometimes he'll <laughs> hold in a squabble. It's, you know, I, t- I tell I, Honestly, bro, I completely relate. Like, being being the superior side to, like, a two-person duo, it's it's yeah. hard, man. You're carrying a lot of weight on your shoulders, being the more honest, ethical, overall better human being. It's it's a lot. I feel you, bro. Mm. Which duo are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> the one, like, the... The, like off the this, this is like a side duo, um, right? I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna take a ten minute hours. break to uh, to talk to Sarah. We need to get our shit together. No, but yeah, as people that work quite closely, I imagine because you know producer rapper relationship, I imagine you know there would be that. But your relationship seems so positive. You know, like two positive almost. Yeah. <laughs> you know? To be honest, all, all the squabbles are uh, scripted. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, and maybe maybe the scriptedness it help it just helps get get anything out. You know, because I think because here's here's the thing. And I'm, and it's, gonna... it's, it's, y'all, it's kind of true because you know I don't know if y'all watch wrestling. If you, any either of you are wrestling nerds, but if you're a hardcore wrestling nerd, you know, yeah, people say wrestling's fake and shit, but like some of those wrestlers actually hate each other in there. Yeah. 
It's an opportunity for them to, you know. What are you trying to say, man? <laughs> oh, uh, no, I'm not. I'm just talking about wrestling. I love wrestling. Uh, this is our first squabble. You guys got it live. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. Shit. Squabble That's beaters right here. That's amazing. But, Thanks, you know, I think, uh, um, shout out to my therapist. He brought this up with me today. He said, you know, it's actually very a normal thing to feel to feel irritated or like a little bit annoyed by people sometimes it's because it means you're giving yourself the space to, to feel yeah. what you're feeling Absolutely. and as a result of doing so you, you put less weight to it you know it's just like yeah, yeah you know 100%. it just happened as annoying you know what's interesting is like with until like actually answer your question yeah if you haven't yet but like um i feel like it's weird we haven't had any necessarily like big fights or anything mm -hmm. that i can think through no. but like it's 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 like a combination of like if we we have structured ways in which we mm. can like vent our frustrations or like you know if we feel like we need to do something better or like the other person needs to do something better like we have like whatever like we have like a one-on-one yeah. -on -one for that you know yeah like all right yeah. this is just for feedback so i don't feel like we've we've had disagreements and stuff yeah, but like i sure. feel like we trust each other enough to also like just step back and be like all right let me if this even if it's like even this person is like moving it in a direction where I don't see it going and like there's a fundamental disagreement there let me just trust the other person to like if they feel that strongly about their vision let me yes. at least trust them to like try and execute on it you know um exactly yeah no, I, I think i think that was that was a great answer i think that's yeah again it, it comes down to just like that we have that openness where it's like if if something like serious were to happen like we'll we'll talk it out you know it's I like there, there's no there's no hiding anything here you know it's yeah, like, they're, they're, yeah it's if you have a problem table. tell me if i have a problem i'll tell you and yeah. we'll, it's all on the we'll, table we'll just bro. figure it out it's all know? on the table yeah and it's it's important um it's important to to remember particularly creatively that like when you critique the art or when you critique the the work you're critiquing the work you're not critiquing the person you're yeah. you're talking think, yeah yeah i think that's a great point because i think one thing that's probably also helped helped our relationship is just being creatives together. Mm. And like you, you kind of take that mindset into like your your relationships with people as well, right? Um, it's like I'm not critiquing you as a person, right? And this is not just for Rohan, but this is for anyone who I'm talking to who I like. Oh, like this is might be irking me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not critiquing you as a person. I'm just critiquing this one action behavior. You know? sure. Yeah, and it's yeah. like I'm not. That's not to say you're a bad person. I'm just saying, yo, like this one thing annoyed me and like whatever yeah. like we'll, we'll talk about it but yeah no i think that's that's a very healthy way to to go about it and uh, yeah but it's definitely something actually that the creative process i feel like definitely helped uh, to be honest though i don't i don't have that type of relationship with everyone i've collabed with creatively i mm. think a lot of it is ap is just very and this actually fucking pisses me off to be honest <laughs> it's very hard to stay mad at him for more than <laughs> and i fucking hate that because like i so i just want to be cheesed at you for like <laughs> like dog like but then this, this i love it if you get angry at him this guy will just smile and like be like yeah bro i agree i'll work on that it's like bro what the fuck like can you add some toxicity into this relationship like where's the spice one day that uh that water bottle is gonna end up beside your head don't worry don't worry bro. <laughs> find its way there. you heard it here first yeah <laughs> Um, I, uh, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for reflecting on this with, the, with, with yeah. us. Cause like I said, I think Nivik and I, we, uh, it's something we think about too. Right. And we mm. want to respect one another as people, but also kind of make sure that we're, we're, we feel like we're growing, you know, while we do this podcast. Right. Yeah. By um, the way, I don't know if you want to keep this in, but I, I, even though it's only like whatever, 10 minutes in, I really appreciate the casual nature of this, this whole nice. thing. This is pretty yeah. sick. Pretty, That's great. Cool. Great. Cool. Which I'm liking. 
Yeah. It's only going to go downhill from here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to transition a little bit. You know, we started with something reflective. We're going to keep it reflective, but change the tone here a little bit. Uh, I've got a, individual questions for the two of you. Um, we'll start with AP. Um, we know you were a dancehall DJ and producer. Uh, not only once upon a time, I imagine it's still something that you you have a, an affinity and a connection to. Yeah. Um, but we also know how uh, when, at least when Nivek and I think about Scarborough uh, and we think about dancehall and we think about uh, parties where dancehall gets played, uh, I can't help but, but wonder what's the wildest thing someone has said to you while DJing a dancehall set. Oh, man. The wildest thing someone has said to me. That's that's a really good question. Nothing <laughs> about bangers for the question. Okay. Yeah, damn. Oh, that, that's that's gonna take me a while to think of. Let me see. I guess I guess maybe a follow up question was: Was there a lot of wild shit, or for the most part, was it fairly tame? <laughs> to be honest, the the things people would say to me, I, I think fairly tame. Fairly fairly okay. tame. I, okay. I haven't had too many wild things said to me. And I'm saying that like I, I can't remember one. Can I <laughs> alley oop you something because it's not specific to dance hall. All but right. Can you please talk about your first? Was this your first gig, the Halloween gig, you and Roshan, DJ Wenda? Oh, do you how, like how that? Yeah, yeah, went yeah, down? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's it's not a dance hall story, but like yeah. I mean, this is again, crazy. This is the first time I'm seeing AP DJ live, by the way. Okay. Like a Halloween party in Waterloo, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I can I can tell you guys story. So like again like. Not too many wild things have been said to me, but like I've definitely seen wild things go down okay. during the party. Oh man, this was like my first club gig in Waterloo. It was right. uh, me and my boy Roshan. There's DJ, like 20 DJ of us there deep, like the whole crew is there. Yeah. Nice. It's Waterloo University. Was it, was it at that nasty club? What is it called? <laughs> it was at a nasty it spot. Wasn't it wasn't Phil's. Uh, it, yeah. it was this, it was this other club. Uh, it was, I think at that time it was called Saison. Oh, was it called Saison? Yeah, th oh, this yeah. club has literally like changed ownership like who knows how many times. And they turn, then they turned into a racist ass club called Brixton that literally moderated the amount of black people that could get into the club. So oh, fuck wow. them. Amazing. Not aware of that. Yes. Damn. Fuck bastards. Anyway, anyway, so um, so yeah, what, what's, what ends up happening is like we're playing a lot of like old school hip hop and like and just some dance hall in there. And we're, we're just like, everyone, everyone's getting turned up. Vibe. Like it's, it's great vibe. I'm happy for him. Cause I'm like, damn, this is like the first set. This, I'm my, this is my first time like DJing at a club. club. So like, I'm like, I'm hyped. Yeah. And then like literally like, so first of all, the event starts and like, no one's there at the beginning. It's <laughs> like a good, like, like two hours for people to like find in. And now it's packed. Everyone's having a good time. It's a good night. And then, Next thing I know, like someone's running through the crowd, then like someone's like, "Yo, this guy got bottled," and then the crowd's like splitting, and I'm like, "Yo, what's going on right now?" And someone else got the bottled. The party just got started, guys. Like, come on, like this is my first club event. Like, let me enjoy. It. You've had two hours of warming up like an empty room, and you're like finally getting exactly. into the heat. Yeah. Fucking exit! I just and see then, this dude with like like blood dripping, like looking like Triple H in two thousand one. Yeah, just like cop you know? cars in the parking lot. I'm like, yo, what's going while the on cop right? cars there, some guys getting his shit kicked in by ten dudes, and you oh, know man. the the usual like, you're a fucking pussy, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, yeah, bruh, this oh is, my gosh, yeah. that's probably the wildest thing that I've I've seen happen when I'm DJing in the back. I don't think I've seen no. that. I hate to say this, but uh, how many times did you play wine and ginger? <laughs> wine and ginger. Man, honestly, I don't think I've played that track. 
in a party. Let's just say Whoa. the baker's bottled a couple people to that song before, you know. Oh, I would have. So, so I'm Were glad you I didn't that play guy it. that night <laughs> in Waterloo on the night. Mm. No, actually, you if you guys want to hear some some good Waterloo okay. uh, vibes, is um I went I visited Waterloo a few years ago. A friend of mine was in optometry school up there, so okay. she's Angie. He's an optometrist, and um, we went out to Bills or Phil's and then another one, yeah. and uh, I got you know wasted on my mind, and I pushed a lot of Caucasian men. Ah, only it. Caucasian men. Gotcha, got it. Right, and I kind of blame media for this, for putting <laughs> these thoughts into my head where, you know, get away from the Caucasian man, push him down. And then continue oh, to do all it. All that propaganda, brother. All that propaganda <laughs> they're bringing to our nation. But... See? Exactly. And we let, we let them in and look at what they're doing to us and our people. Right? It's very real. But this is also a moment to shout out our friends. <laughs> this is, we got to shout out our friends because my uh, friends at the time, well, they're still my friends. The three guys that I went with, that uh, they they held off the white people. Mm. They were trying to fight back, and they were like, "Yo, he's he's out of here, man. He's not here." There you go. You need and those guys. friends that really, you know, that cushion them. you. Like it's like chill, bro. That's it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's my cousin. He's my cousin. He just came. He just landed. <laughs> so you were you were there, Crash? <laughs> no, were you there? I wish, I wish I was. I really wish I was. I don't know what I would have done. You think you would have sided with him or like try and stop him? I think um, a little bit of both, maybe. I think. I think instinctually, I mean, I think I would have wanted to protect Nivek for sure. But I think instinctually, I would have like, I would have code switched and be like, guys, 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 hold, hold, hold your keysters <laughs> yeah. there. From Chris to Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I absolutely would have uh, hit that. Uh, under, oh, under, hey, you, got, you guys from, you guys from Keswick? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know a good old brewery up there, eh? Oh, oh yeah, just go north on Young Street there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, gotta love it. Oh yeah, Lake Simcoe is where me and the boys always go for a little oh, lake trip. Speaking of which, I got my Ford pickup outside. You boys want to take a quick rip around the corner? All right, guys, guys, I'm a little racist, so this is getting me angry right now. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but thank you, AP. Um, we just, we just. We uh, we've far too many times have had uh, I've had guests on the show tell us about wild uh, wild nights DJing so we appreciate you indulging us there um, and for 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 you Ron we know uh, in a in a past life you were working in tech uh, and you were you were lived in and were working in New York uh, which is a wild and um, I think uh, not yeah to a certain degree a, a rare experience uh, uh, and just thinking about one the like all all of the the kind of like when I say wild, I just mean like ridiculous kind of intricacies of people sure. working in tech. Uh, but also adding the, the fact that you're in New York, which I can imagine is a whole different ballgame. Add another layer to it. Um, I'm yeah. curious to know what's the wildest thing someone said to you while working in tech uh, and, and living in New York. Um, working in tech and living in New York is in like one instance, like within that time? Yeah, within that time. Yeah. The wildest thing someone said to me? Damn, dude um or maybe maybe wild is a is a general term what's something that like stuck with you whether for better or for worse yeah yeah let me let me let me think on that within that specific time frame yeah i mean um 
I have a pretty wild experience about like my living experience there, which yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. doesn't have much to do with tech, but it definitely opened my, it opened my worldview up a little bit, mm -hmm. like for sure. Um, I remember um, I was for, for the first bit in my tenure there, I was actually like living with my cousin mm. um, in New Jersey and commuting into New York, which like wow. New Jersey is right beside New York. It's like commuting from like the G a GTA city to Toronto kind for of sure. similar kind of vibe. Um, and at one point I was like, I want to like, for the remaining time I'm in here, like I want to like move somewhere and like into the city. And so mm. I, I went to Brooklyn and I ended up um, renting out or subletting out, it's crazy, this, this rapper um, who was like, who went viral at one point um, because he, he basically was homeless and he would go into different Apple stores and he would record his album like oh, in that wow. Apple store and he recorded his whole album that way and like put it out and everything. Wow. And uh, some some real yeah some real New York shit like <laughs> that's insane super cool. But I ended up like I read about this guy like a year before um, I'd even like moved to New York and like mm -hmm. it was crazy. He ended up being the guy who was like subletting his apartment out because he was going like on Great. tour for like on tour for a year. And I, I, I'll, I'll like keep names at the story, but like basically, long story short, I moved into this place, and you know at this point, like all my living experiences are like within Waterloo, like pretty tame, like university student kind of environment mm -hmm. and um i ended up like living with a sex worker which was really interesting wow. like a dominatrix which wow. really like at that time it was like and the way i found out about it and everything i was like it was just to me at that point in time who i was i was just like holy shit this is crazy Very but it new, definitely yeah. helped like open my worldview up but yeah 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 it turns out that he was uh he was getting away on apparently her side of the story i don't know if it's true necessarily but like he was getting away on like 200 to 300 a month of rent wow. but then he subletted it out to me for like 700 what? or 800 oh. bucks. and she was the landlord and she wasn't seeing any of that money uh -oh. she was like she was you know she was saying shit like um you know you're gonna move in like we're just gonna like keep you here and kick him out and like change the keys and shit and i was like well i'm not trying to get in the middle of this and she was like you know just saying shit like you know, my sugar daddy used to pay for the rent, but now that I'm not seeing him anymore, let, let, let's see him try and suck a 60 year old's dick for rent and like all this shit. That's and I was real. like, God damn, I had to, I had to move out real quick to like, make sure I wasn't getting in the middle of that Fair enough, man. Wow. It was definitely like a very eye opening experience. Yeah. Not really anything to do with tech, obviously, but yeah, I know that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just like, Oh yeah, this is just a regular day at work. <laughs> ah, regular so day at the office. <laughs> Mm, that's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. See, I could go. Hey, I'm not trying to mention no names or like get it to. I'm trying to be like sensitive around like how I describe the sure. story, but you know. Wait, what year was this? This is 2016. I mean, there, I mean, there's other. Honestly, like just generally speaking, like living in New York in 2016 was insane because it was like, if y'all remember, that was also the U.S. election year. Yeah. So seeing this transition culturally in America. And New York is a very, I mean, that's another night I'll never forget is the night. Yeah, living in New York in 2016 in general is like crazy time, bro. Because like, you know, I remember like US election night 2016 being like one of the craziest, most memorable nights of my life because New York is this bubble and, you know, a very liberal bubble in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think they were like very much shielded from how seriously the anxieties of middle America were being taken and like how much of a threat Trump was to actually winning, right? Yeah. Against Hillary Clinton. And so it, it's just like, we were gonna go to like Hillary's whole, like um, like her fucking celebration thing. They're gonna have like a glass ceiling and like break it down or something like that. Yeah. And um, we, we didn't get in because it was like too full. And I'm glad we didn't get in. Cause then we just went to a bar and just seeing people's faces from the beginning of the night 
to like the end of the night, just yeah. like melt, yeah. insanely eye-opening. And like, you know, you can take it at surface level as like, oh, that sucked. But it was, it also really, I don't know, it teaches you about like how, how like um, the divisive nature of like a system or country or whatever can really mm -hmm. manifest itself in a certain area where I go to the office and everyone's like, oh my God, I can't, everyone is in disbelief, right? Yeah. But seeing how it's sort of like permeated in the air, like the next day when I was like going on the subway and like people are literally crying in the subway because these are very real anxieties that yeah, people yeah, had, yeah. right? Um, you have on one side, like one side of the nation, just like being super, super like, yes, finally, our voices are being heard. Simultaneously, you have like people of color and like other folks who are like, have very real anxieties about the next four years and rightfully so based on how shit played out. Anyway, sorry, it's getting political, but no. <laughs> it was more so like from a standpoint of like experiencing that in the moment felt like a timestamp in history, you know, that I was there for, mm. which is like kind of crazy, True. especially in New York where both of them are from. Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, I still think about that day sometimes, some days like, because it is a while, even for myself, I was in Toronto at school yeah. Yeah. and it was still like everybody yeah. was. But you kind of remember where you were almost, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it almost led me to think about, remember like the summer of 2016 and how people like really hold that up to high regards? Yeah. I, I, I don't know, like yeah. everybody keeps talking about that. All summer 16. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like was, <laughs> was that the same thing in NY? Um, That's a good question. Um... I don't know if it was particularly the summer that was being held up, but I don't, I just remember it being a really good summer for me because even though I was going through a lot of life changes, like meeting fucking art, like I worked at SoundCloud. So like meeting artists, oh. and like some of the craziest experiences there. Like mm. I remember seeing Nas with Masego, which was like insane. Cause he was like, Masego was like low key at this time. And he would just come by the office and like, I'd, I'd made a friend in artist relations and I was like, okay, I'll sneak in and listen to some of his music and meet him and stuff. And they were like, yo, we have these tickets for um, you and my friend Lily, who was working there too. And she's like, to, to, the, to the fucking Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival tomorrow, do you want to come? Because I'd mentioned how like seeing Nas was like one of my childhood dreams and shit. And then like, they were like, they just stayed for his set and like, they were watching it. With, it's kind of crazy. Um, so like just sort of all those experiences, I would say made it a really good summer for me, for sure. But I don't necessarily remember, um, you know, like the narrative of like that specific summer because yeah. of that year. Yeah, that is you know it, that does uh, you bringing up SoundCloud. Um, I mean, you guys must be. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, heard about the royalty, the artist royalties, the audio, yeah, like, fan powered royalties. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, it seems like something that should have been made in like 2014. Yeah, or 2012 or something. Can you uh, can you explain it to AP and I who are clearly <laughs> totally in the dark? <laughs> probably, um, so to my knowledge, it just seems like uh, fans like myself, you, whenever we listen to a song, an artist, we can, you know, contribute money. And I'm assuming a percentage goes to SoundCloud as well. Right. It's, it's and, basic, yeah, it's basically like um, and I don't I'm not a complete expert on it, but I understand on a high level the way royalty splits in the music industry are happening right now. Um, it's very like it's weird, like it's not like evenly split. It's not like if there's this pool of money and you represent 1% of the pool, you get 1% of the revenue. Like a lot of it has to do with like certain labels get more preferential payouts, like the margins, the artist, all that stuff. So, you know, you're not necessarily getting your exact split based on how much streaming activity you're generating on Spotify. Now what they're doing with SoundCloud is they're making it so that it is evenly split so that if, if you listen, right, if you're paying like whatever eight bucks a month or whatever for Spotify or SoundCloud or whatever, right 
and 70% of what you listen to is Karolanka, <laughs> um, you know, then 70% of your portion of like the revenue that's supposed to go towards royalties will go towards Karolanka. Like it's like sort of right. truly reflective versus it's not always been that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. No, this is a. I remembered you told me about this last week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this uh, this is a cool little topic of independence. You know, because you guys, you guys are doing the Patreon. Um, yes. We we thought about that as well, and that's super cool. Yeah, you get to put out, you know, your own content. People are are paying for this, and they get to see whatever you know, um, you curate for them. Yeah. Which is super cool, and. Um, it leads me into, you know, of course, major labels and, and being independent. And your sound to me is like super polished at this point. Right? It seems like it's ready to go. Thank you. Know? Thank you. And I'm, I'm assuming, you know, you've been approached by, you know, someone at this point. Is that, is that fair to say or no? Independent labels? Not, or not, just anybody? Yeah. Not majors, yeah, but independent yeah. labels, yeah. Okay. Have you guys uh, considered or you just want to be fully it's, it's tricky man like I'm, I'm i'm always open to shit but it's just the economic first of all we're really early like yeah. let's be early. like you know we're we're very early in our journey and like we're not even one percent at where we want to be and we recognize like where we're at in that journey which is why like you know conversations like this are cool because i'm gonna love listening back to this a couple of years yeah 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 right? absolutely as a timestamp but i think it's like the economics of the music industry or i try not to make like broad brush general statements but like for the most part man if you're signing a major label deal more than likely like and you have like you're very early and you don't have much leverage mm. like you're getting screwed like you're not there 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 is no preferential deal based on what the labels do now versus what they used to do like 10 to 15 years ago right and so like the normal deal is like brent fayez who's like he i mean before he he's independent but like mm. while he was blowing up with crew and all that having a hit record, all that, the best label deal they could, he could negotiate, his manager could negotiate, I think is was 17% of his royalties with like a, whatever, $200,000 cash advance. And that's like at the top end of like, that's a good deal for someone at your mm -hmm. stage. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So hearing that about Brent, like I, I personally no longer really celebrate, I don't know, like major label signings or whatever, because mm. you don't know the intricacies of that deal and like someone holding creative control over your shit. And yo, it's crazy, bro. Imagine any other business where, You'd be like, yeah, 17% of your own product. Be yeah. cool with it. Oh, here's a little bit of cash to like try and sway you into this. But it's like, yeah, if you're yeah. accepting $200,000 for like two or three years and you're willing to trade off like 15% of your shit, like, I'm oh, sorry, trade off like 85% of your shit. I feel like you don't believe in your shit enough. Yeah. It's I, yeah. yeah. Good point. It's like, that's the thing, right? They're, they're like, they're these, these major labels like approach you and, and they have the leverage, right? They, mm -hmm we don't really have any leverage to negotiate. Right. And, and right. I think our thing, our thing is um, we, we want to get to that point independently. For, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure independently, uh, unless we get like a really good deal that actually makes sense. Yeah. Um, but independently un until we can actually negotiate, like until we can sit down at the table with these record executives and be like, listen, like this is what I bring to the table. It's cool mm -hmm. that you're, you're bringing this, but let's help each other out. Cause right now, like, let's be real record labels are approaching artists to help themselves out and not really help the artists. Yeah, of course. That's it's, and the way I think about it, just to add on real quick also, is I think what we're building, like I genuinely believe, even though it's, it's going to keep growing and it's like at a tiny portion of where it will be, like 
we're building like a universe. We're not just mm. artists, right? At the end of the day, like we're building a universe of these experiences, like the Twitch streams, like the characters we build into our skits, like all that stuff. So like the way I, I don't even necessarily think about us as like a, an like a artist duo to be signed by a label. Like I yeah. think of us personally as like a Disney. Like I think of us as a Marvel, like that's sort of like where I think about it. and like the music will always be the focus for sure. Yeah. But I think like we're always going to put those experiences and everything around it. And that's like intellectual property that like I personally wouldn't be comfortable like handing over to yeah. label, you know, yeah. like because we're building all that shit around the music now, too. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it's also something that you you want to expand and you want to grow as as you grow. Right. And exactly. exactly. That, that that can change and it, it should be allowed to change. Right. You, you shouldn't kind of necessarily yeah, that freedom is, is absolutely necessary for us. Like I like I feel like if I was if I'm locked into something, it's 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 no longer my thing yeah. anymore. You know? well, we're like we're, we're about to drop five singles in the next month and a half to two months. We would Incredible. never be able to do that with the label, bro. Like what, like five singles in two months, like no way. They'd be yeah. like, okay, let's pick one of them, like put the right marketing strategy right. around it, which I get, right? But for us, like it's all about speed right now. And like, mm. especially at this point in the journey, it's like that creative freedom and flexibility is so important. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, I think that, what you shared particularly about um like particularly about like our artists potentially not not like knowing their worth or, or not believing in their music like that's like that's it made me think i'm like yeah i think that's that's absolutely one aspect of it and then yeah. i couldn't help but think about like yo how many people just like don't know otherwise or are in like such desperate situations right yeah like, that's, and that's what's scary that's what's that's scary. the other thing like that well the other thing is it is context dependent like if you mm -hmm. really need to take it and like you're in a position i you know i'm kind of speaking from a position of privilege when i even definitely. saying like reflecting on my words just right. now no, no 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 there's there's definitely situations where it makes sense and it does play yeah. out ultimately for the benefit so it's not like it's never worth it it's just i think in our specific yeah like situation it's just not something that makes sense for us yeah, yeah. at this point mm. yeah definitely that's no. yeah let's be real sorry okay like certain artists like they should take the the major label deal like they got some singles they'll have bubbling singles and like six filler songs you know on the album it's for them yeah, it works yeah so. get your bag cash in the cash, cash in, in and yeah kind of don't <laughs> cash in on it after like a year <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah. but um but uh yeah you're you're absolutely right and and i think the main point is that the labels are still leeches kind of at the end of the day and unless you're you're fighting tooth and nail to make sure that contract is like giving you as much creative control as you need and that label is there to fund you and to back you and to give you a platform then um yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a really tough route. Um, this I I couldn't help but think um, I, I've been when I've been listening to to your music um, in in truly I and I hope this is a compliment. Um, but the the past two projects, especially um, Brock Hampton, is is who comes to mind like immediately. I'm thinking of Romil particularly, um, and I'm uh, thinking about Mel. the I think uh, and I think about uh, Rohan the the kind of um, complexity of your flow um and and the willingness you kind of have to to experiment and uh, manipulate your voice um and the, the way that you have sound design layered in ap um it's it's there it's something that really comes to mind when i when i listen to the music but i um i when i think about the deal that they got with rca and and mm -hmm. and uh i think about how a lot of people are like man they 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 made sure that they got a really good deal i was curious to know if um if if the two of you 
if you have anything to kind of say or if that's something that you've even reflected on to be like oh shit 15 yeah million right yeah yeah they got 15 million 15 15, 15. 15. oh 15 okay <laughs> which, which 50. is which is pretty fucking high for yeah. like like it's oh, like yeah, no. pretty unprecedented i would say in the music yeah industry. i mean Bro. mind you right what how many how many of them are there Just 10 of them 11 totally exactly and I think, I think again, they're considering like the fan base they have. They're very right. much like the whole concept of building a universe. Like they've very much done that. Like I've been to a show Definitely. and like yeah. people show up in like orange jumpsuits yes, with their faces crazy. painted. It's yeah. like when you have all that, like labels, the labels probably taking that into consideration too. Yeah. You know, I would assume. Definitely. But I don't I, know. Oh, I don't fully know about their deal, but I, I do know yeah, that they've, here. I think they've complained a bit about uh, lack of freedom, like I a little bit, like. They had a whole album leak on YouTube, and I don't, I don't, I don't know the exact details, but I'm pretty sure they've expressed some frustrations with like fair. they're not able to like move as quickly. I'm, pr- don't quote me on that. No, no, no. What I've seen on Twitter and shit. Right. That's um. Yeah, I, I think in like we said, it's inevitably going to happen because the the label is there to make money off of you, right? Um, and you're right. There's the, you know they did the whole technical difficulties thing where they yeah. they started they started putting out their own music very clearly. Yeah. Uh, uh, it kind of in retaliation, um, mm-hmm. but um, speaking of them and, and speaking of speed, which is something that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and you know, thinking about what their first three album run was like, right? Like what six oh, months or something? Three incredibly mm-hmm. complex albums wild. were like. In many ways, it's like on one hand, you're like, wow, that creative output was significant and incredible. Um, but on the other hand, I can't help but think like they needed to do that to fucking feed 12 people living in this house um they know how how little money they're gonna get per stream and they need to put out you know whatever 30 something songs in the short amount of time and like you almost use that as their marketing tool to get plays and yeah it's literally called saturation right exactly saturate the market yeah exactly um and uh i I mean in a in a in a completely different fashion that's something that the, the two of you did with with Mahal, right? You you spent 24 hours um, live on Twitch, first of all, which is wild because you're 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 on you're on for people watching in on you, in your creative process, which has ups and downs. Um, sure. But two, you're fucking, you're 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 putting your mind and your body to the test um, to put out this music in such a short period of time, um, because you know that there's uh, there's there's draw, you know, there's there's significance to putting out music in in such a short period of time. I think something that we've certainly noticed with the universe that you've created is that you two are very much in tune with, um, I think the the way that we kind of talk about it is the game, the game that needs to be played, particularly when you think about social media, right? And and the the kind of connection it has. Um, It's something that the two of you have, um, you know, I don't want to say mastered because no one really masters it. And at the end of the day, like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is the master. He chooses who gets to see what. Right? <laughs> overlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overlord Mark. Fuck my overlord. Yeah. <laughs> Please approve this ad. Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to know, like, does is that ever get like exhausting for you? Uh, kind of knowing, as I said, like knowing that at the end of the day, like no matter regardless of how kind of how attentive you are and and how much you work with the algorithm and and work with all the kind of barriers that are put in place they that like there is still something kind of like there's the overlord mark is literally controlling this shit kind of beyond it you know um does that ever become 
exhausting? Does that ever become playing the game, right? Yeah. Does it does it ever become hopeless? It's it's like I, I can start on this, but it's like um, we always with the paths we've taken with content and all that, we've always tried to lean into the shit that we actually like enjoy doing mm -hmm. like, and that we don't see as like a task or chore, right? Like we, we've been putting out like, for example, skits like around our, our music for a while. And that's because that's just our personalities and yeah. snap who we are. Um, I think for sure, like there is an element to when you're trying to follow a system, for example, at one point we're putting out like three to four TikTok videos a day and it's right. the game, it's the game you play. Yeah. I think there's a certain point in which like you realize you, you need to not go too far to let it entrench upon like the true creative shit, like the music and whatnot. If it ever starts to feel mechanic, then we mechanical, then we try to like take a step back and be like, what are we doing wrong here to like make sure we, cause at the end of the day, we, you gotta have fun with this shit, right? You can't exactly. let that aspect of it take take over, and I think we've gone in and out of that kind of like uh, thinking about that shit. But I think we're at a point now um, where it feels good to put that shit out, and it feels good to like when we have our twenty four hour EP, we have like a trailer and storyline with it. Mm -hmm. Like that's actually we look at that as that's art. That's also art. Like it's yeah. not this mechanical thing where it's like it's content. Yeah, we, no, no. We try to look at it as like we're building out an entire script, a storyline, and this is an accompanying piece of creative mm -hmm. with the other shit that we're putting out. And it's like treat it almost like it, it can actually be more fulfilling in a lot of ways uh, if you approach it the right way. Because it's like you get to fulfill the videographer in you and the artist in you and like the sound exactly. engineer and yeah. like the whole fucking like the whole fucking crew, mm -hmm. you know. Yep. Which is, which is, there's definitely a dope element. But yeah, for sure, you got to watch out for moments in which you're taking it too far and you're playing the game too much to the point where it like exhausts you. Like I, I've yeah. definitely had moments where I felt exhausted. Yes, for sure. same here. Like it's, it's definitely gotten exhausting at points. Like we, we love experimenting with, with whatever's like, whatever comes up, like whatever new thing comes up. It's like, hey, let's, let's, let's hop on it and run an experiment, right? For sure. Um, but, but like, yeah, again, it's like when you're playing that game, like it's, it's like just you're, you're constantly trying to find that balance of like what what is too much and like what's too little yeah and uh but in order to find that balance you have to push the extremes right you yeah, like sure. there's no other way to find it and like um like we we've done that with a lot of things like like tiktok being the most most recent example mm -hmm. that pops up in my head um but it's like again that that's part of the game and you have fun with that process too right you, you start to realize it's, it's a pattern you need to do to in order to find out what works and what doesn't work and uh, that that becomes part of the fun too at, at times as long as it's always i tell because i do like social media consulting for other artists as well mm -hmm. on the side and i always tell them as long as it's not something where you felt like you made this piece of content just to satisfy a trend or just to satisfy the need for x amount of instagram posts per week or whatever um at that point fuck it like just don't post like yeah. real shit like that's a better option you know than <laughs> putting on that mask. it's your art like you got to make sure it's an extension of yourself right that's you right not some other shit yeah, yeah. That's a great point because it gets it gets murky, man. It gets really, really murky, and um, I think that's that's also kind of like what leads to a lot of people kind of uh, like burning out too, right? Uh, burning out creative. Big um, facts. I've experienced that for sure. Yeah, yeah. we've both gone through like. It's our, good to it's good to go through the fire though and get yeah. burned. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, like, not yeah, not that's... saying like burn out, but it's like it's good to. I've personally felt like it's like it pushes my limits and it like I I, I learn more about myself as a creative. Yeah. Yeah. And and you you push you push what you're comfortable with, right? It's like you as as you like obviously like I'm not saying hey everyone listening to this go go burn yourself out. Right? <laughs> as 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 it happens, you get you get more in tune with yourself in terms of like what are the signs of burnout, and you know when to pull back. 
So you just push the limit, but then you, you start to learn, okay, you know what? I'm about to burn out, but I'm not there yet, but I'm pulling back because I'm not trying to be there. I'm yeah. just trying to push the limit consistently. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great way to put it. I think it's all about addressing the patterns, right? Yeah, addressing, yeah. Note, starting to notice how your body reacts and, and what you kind of go through. I, sl- oh, I slept I slept an hour before our last show. Oh, yeah. So I was up for almost 48 hours straight. <laughs> and I wouldn't change it. You know why? Yes, I learned from it. And I won't do that again. But like, that's a vital experience. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh, my God. Now I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, truly. Wow. Um, <laughs> I um, speak speaking of burnout and, and kind of speaking of you know, I think especially what the past like five, six months have, have looked like for the two of you with um, with Mahal, with the Twitch streams, with um, the beat battles, with um, with even you know, interviews that, that you've recorded yourselves. Um, I it's like, first of all, we're we're about, you know, four or five days out from you know one year of canada going into to lockdown from the pandemic which is wild to think about um but uh two like we inevitably like i think in the in the past year have 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 gone through it we've we've experienced Mm -hmm. grief we've experienced the kind of uncertainty um you know we've experienced the the doubt which like which comes about when you know your whole spectrum yeah, exactly. When your when your whole world is is kind of put on pause for a little bit, but uh, in many ways, the two of you have have, have kind of have di- turned turned it up a notch, right? You know, you you still put out so much, and I guess um, you know to kind of add to what you you mentioned about burnout, you know, um, was trying to stay or has been you know staying creative and, and excited has it been hard, you know, amidst everything, you know, amidst loss, amidst confusion amidst uncertainty um or or has it in many ways has this past year made um you know being rejuvenating for the two of you creatively i I can start with this one um it's for for myself personally it's it's been a bit of both it's like Mm. when i look back at it now like um there have been times where that's this whole lockdown situation everything has has kind of helped the process um, I mean, both 24-hour EPs would not exist with, without that. Like, that was out of necessity, or, like, to come up with a new idea. Like, that idea had to come because something limited us, right? And we had to find a way around it. Um, so in that way, like, hey, like, it, there, was, there was a positive to it. But there was also the other side of it, of, like, just trying to find... Like, for me personally, like, I'm, I'm someone who thrives on, like, being outdoors a lot. And with, like, I, I love, like, the energy of people and like um i don't know that i feel like for myself personally that that stuff has really gotten to me over the last year like just in terms of like my physical environment kind of like like influences my mental environment Mm -hmm. just just being closed into like a house for for a long period of time Mm -hmm. like it kind of like closed off my vision a bit and until like i would say like two three months ago when i had the realization like hey man you got you got to get out more you got to you got to start dreaming again. You got to like, right. that's, that's important. That's what's, that's the drive behind it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That's the same, everything he said, but also um, for me, I think it was interesting at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I think it was such a, 
it was such a sort of flinch reaction from our standpoint, not in a bad way, but like almost out of survival where we were right. like, okay, we can't, because our, our plan was like, we did a 250 cap show in Toronto, like yeah. December, 2019. Our plan was like by that August of 2020, like do a 500 cap show and then do a thousand cap show and just mm -hmm. sort of keep like expanding it. Right. Pushing it. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I got Scotiabank Arena on my, on my vision board over here. Right there, and so it's like something get like, you, you know, a wrench gets thrown in there and like your immediate reaction is like, okay, I could either like, you know, be like, everything's ruined, or I can try and find a different way to channel that growth yeah. and what I want, right? And that's where the 24-hour EP came out of. And that's, from that standpoint, that's it, it, great, right? That um, those limitations produced like a really creative idea that has expanded our fan base and like helped us grow, right? In ways yeah. that we wouldn't have without it. But at the same time, I feel like I didn't really personally take time to like wallow on how much this sucks, mm. you know, and actually like spend time to myself where it's like, this, this is shitty, you know, this is <laughs> Um, cause sometimes you just have to like feel that sadness. And so like for me going to, I started going to therapy last, um, last summer and that's right been on. like such a great proponent for at least like not only having like a, a medium to, to which I can express all those things, but also mm -hmm. discover a lot about my own traumas and childhood traumas and stuff like that. And it's definitely, you know, from that standpoint, like the silver linings of this pandemic for us are pretty, pretty damn good. Like mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, even with everything that sucks. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Just be very careful what's going to happen after the pandemic. Because it's, it's about to get nasty, you know? It's about to get nasty. It's about to get wild. What's about to get wild? Tell me. When they call tell you. Like, it gets, it gets serious. <laughs> Let me tell you. All right. I know. You're going to go to a Waterloo club. You're going to get wasted. None of the above. <laughs> what's going to happen is. Let's just say 2021 August, don't even see me outside because that's going to be a problem. <laughs> it is going to be a big problem. And I'm not talking violence. I'm talking silence. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. You know, sometimes I just go. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it, man. I'm here with you, man. We're if you down want for the improv, man. We're down. Go. Keep going. Keep going until you get to the punchline. We're here for you, bro. You don't have some improv? These love guys, these guys improv. are improv. Come on, come on. Love improv. I'm not gonna say I'm good at it, but like I love doing it. <laughs> we try our best. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what I spent doing all of core. You know, I watched some of the improv greats. Okay, Chris Farley, yeah. Lily Sting. Stop, stop. Lily Sting, um, Mike Myers. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, because they're there. I don't know if you. Yeah, yeah they're still there. They're, they're oh, keeping okay. it together. I mean, I'm intently listening. Sorry, sorry. So, the goat. Let me say. Shut up. Um, oh my god. No one you know, sounds still Lily Singh. Sorry. Yeah. No sorry. Oh, sorry. Do you have like a a personal relationship with Lily Singh? Um, is she from Brampton? No, she's from Scarborough, right? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'm from Brampton, <laughs> Brown. She's from the GTA. She There's um. Her. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> we we Sorry. we uh, we're haters for no reason, really. At the end of the day, but uh, but you know what? Uh, please please continue to be. No no, you know what? I like to apologize because this year I promised myself I'm not gonna hate on anyone Brown. Okay. Honestly, I will, bro. I'm I'm a big believer in getting sort of you know, a channel for you to really express how your frustrations, how you're feeling. So if you ever need to use us, <laughs> like 
hate on us. Like, <laughs> let's no. go. No. <laughs> Make sure you record it so we can use it as content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, you gotta play the game, right? Yeah. Actually, you know, you know what? If you want, I'm down for that. I'm down <laughs> to be a big hater. Right now. Like, during our own interview. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it right now. Hey, you guys suck. You suck and you're not good at music. Oh, All right? You know what you should do instead? What? what? Don't do it. Oh, my oh. God. How about that, huh? Holy shit. Oh, you're I, bad at music. Leave it to Tyrese. Okay. I'm sorry, Tyrese. Right, yeah. Yeah. I'll be quitting the game <laughs> immediately. And we're back. We're back. Oh, there we oh, go. Improv. I was just about to walk. Okay. <laughs> there we go. And that's that's improv for you there, folks. All right. oh. oh, hell yeah, hey. bud. Heck yeah, bud. Oh, Heck yeah. Oh, for a rip after this, yeah. Um, but no, I I I, uh, I can't deny how yeah how how exciting or obviously there's tons of anticipation for for when it's kind of safe to share space again with with people publicly, but um. Yeah, no, I, I very much kind of look forward to to when you two are, are able to to have a live show again and kind of share that energy. Because I mean, I uh, I unfortunately wasn't present for for the first show you did, but I I know Gal was there, and uh, even just seeing the the videos that that he had shared and and he had posted, you know, it was incredible, incredible to kind of see everyone uh, the energy that was there, and it, it's very clear that um, you have a, a, a very dedicated um, fan base, you know, and and I think um, it's something that. To a, to, a, to a lesser degree, Nivek and I talk about and think about often is like, you know, we, of course, you, you want to have hundreds of thousands of people in, in your kind of community and listening to your work, but um, it doesn't take away from like the, the, the people who are committed, you know, and like, oh, man. Yeah, you got to lean, in. you you know? gotta lean into those it's, people. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. they're, they're here before anything pops off and they're giving you their energy when they have all the reasons in the world not to, like, yep. to some extent, that matters a lot more than people who hop on after i would say yeah exactly they're the ones who mm -hmm. will push you up right they're the rider dies they they like they they really care about us right that's right that's sick like that that's amazing that we've been able to establish this connection with someone who was prior to Karolanka completely random in some corner of the world that i've never been to and like now they're listening to us and and they feel connected to us and i think that's that's amazing yeah it's it's a it's i mean even from the, the the bit of time that i spent on the twitch stream it was super super funny but also like really special hearing you guys just being like yo shout out to russia <laughs> when, <laughs> crazy. when yeah. you're casually just asking like oh you know tell us where you're from and someone's like oh, yeah, i'm from i'm crazy. from kerala i'm from yeah. goa i'm from someone someone straight up was like i'm from russia tuning yeah. in yeah. Crazy. 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 um yeah it's a it's a really, really special man shout yeah. out to <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Russia. Is shout out to Russia. Shout out to Russian bots real quick. Yeah. Big one. The they really hold it down. Glad I got you. <laughs> Russian bots were turned up last summer. They were real turned. They've been turned up for the past four years, bro. Like, for the past four turned. years. That's right. 20, 2016. They ran 2016, man. They were turned yeah, you ever fuck anything up and you just want to escape all accountability for anything you've done, just blame it on Russian bots, bro. Russian Works bots. 100% of time. Yeah. Shout no, out Cambridge Analytica, you know? Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, no shout no shout outs to Cambridge Analytica. On the on the real, but um, tech jokes, haha. Yeah. <laughs> you had to weave that in there. Yeah, no. I didn't give you any tech tech references before. That's right. But 
We, we checked that box off. We did. <laughs> let's go high level. Let's go macro. Let's piggyback <laughs> this and quarterback this sucker right now. We're going IPO and KPIs now next oh, week, brother. Yeah. We're dropping bear tech references. What up, Adobe? <laughs> oh, shout out to Adobe real quick. <laughs> what up? Um, what's that damn design program? <laughs> shout out to Microsoft Paint. Shout out to Microsoft Paint, Paint as well. right now. AutoCAD. AutoCAD, what up? Shout out to AutoCAD. Shout, Shout out to MATLAB, that program. Architects for real. They build it for real. That's for right. Nice. <laughs> that's a big, <laughs> big one right there. Yeah. yeah. Don't let that. Shout out to the MCATs real quick. Like <laughs> putting a lot of the homies through med school, becoming doctors. Shout out to the MCATs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't know about that one because you got to go to eight not. years of schooling. Eight that's years? Crazy. That's crazy. Eight years, maybe 10? Maybe 10. For what? And like 300K in debt. Mm. Never mind. I yeah. unshout out the MCATs. <laughs> I sure. much prefer M Dogs. Sure. <laughs> and I'm I'm be real with the whole doctor thing. Like, what if you're operating on a guy, right? Yeah. And then he has a swastika tattoo on him. Crazy. What do you do? Right. Which feels like a common occurrence. You cut right? him open <laughs> in the in the direction of the oh, shit. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I like the glorious bastards shit. <laughs> Dude, yeah. imagine it's like he's getting a surgery done on his stomach but the the tattoos on his arm and like after the surgery he's just like all right uh so we just want to let you know the operation was successful pro bono we removed your him from the world <laughs> we've removed this piece of shit from the world congratulations why are you crying what <laughs> oh my oh. god that's incredible that's incredible I'm also going to get one of my boys to come in and yad him up around his rule. He'll get it after that. What up, Michael Ortiz? She's a tattoo artist. Shout out to her. Instagram pop up right here. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, we're going to put that here. Right with the subscribe and the little bell ding notification. Yeah, hit, the, hit the bell, guys. Yeah, we haven't done get that. notified. Guys. Subscribe. The bell. Subscribe for sure. Subscribe for more of this. After you like and comment. And, and share, share share it with all your WhatsApp groups. Especially the Brown family WhatsApp group. Those are the those are the ones to be in. Yes, with the fifty uncles and aunties that are not gonna understand <laughs> what this interview is. Just no my big my big thing about those groups is like they all throw up a meme about how they hate their wives. Oh, they're like what's better a mouse or a ring or something like that and their mouse bites them or something like you get it you hate your wives maybe don't do that anymore there's some i must say there are some advanced misogynistic memes because the way they structure the english and the amount of dots unnecessarily you it's above my intellect bro that's a big one actually right there yeah. <laughs> That's, that is massive i will say though you you raise a really good i mean about the the the, the whatsapp chats and the yeah. family chats uh i'm gonna make a like a hard actually not a super hard segue but a, a little not bit a of a segue because thinking about thinking about the the forwards and thinking about all the the ridiculous shit that gets uh forwarded through those through those family chats yeah um we yeah first of all a lot of it's whack it's got terribly deep-seated fucking like misogyny racism all all sorts of terrible stuff in it just Uh, misinformation just misinformation at all (laughs) that's right this is how a man cured covid with his fucking like dirty socks you know they don't want you to know (laughs) yeah yeah they don't want you to know exactly um but no i i i bring this up because of 
the, the thing that comes to mind when I think about all this stuff is that it's whack, that, it's, that it might be considered corny. And I know the two of you have, have spoken uh, particularly about the, the self-identification. See that segue? See that segue? That's a big way. That's, <laughs> That's a big, a big seg. Um, but uh, but the, the, the motto or the, the, the kind of the ethos of Kerlanka is corny as fuck, but the music bangs, which is amazing. And um, I know the two of you have spoken on embracing this this corniness you know you've just like you you accept that you know the humor or the energy that you may bring uh will will be deemed corny um and that's perfectly fine because that's you you're embracing who you are you're embracing your identity you're, you're embracing all parts of yourself um and i think that's important to do in, in any kind of art form um especially one where um where i think oftentimes there's 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 more um criticism and you know the, the two of you have spoken really kind of eloquently about being um, being guests in in the home of, of hip hop and black art, you know, um, which I think is is important to, to do at any point. And, and I, I think when Nivek and I talk about this podcast, we reflect on that often as much as we can to be like, you know, yeah. we we in many ways wouldn't wouldn't try and mix interviewing and comedy if Jesus and Mero wasn't a thing, you know, sure. um, and like we 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 have to we have to pay homage and and. and and consistently kind of take note of that fact um, when we do the show. But I think when I, when, when it comes to kind of like uh, embracing, embracing the corniness, you know, mm-hmm. um, I wonder if, if any of that for the two of you is also tied to like reclaiming, um, reclaiming the struggle or the challenge of acceptance that Brown people oftentimes are, are going to kind of experience when they, create something create something period but create something in in the west too you know so something that i hear so often or like i think about is like when when i hear someone share like an art idea and or or even something something they're making a beat and they're sampling something uh they're sampling like carnatic music um oftentimes i'll I'll hear like oh yeah like this is sick but like i want to make it less corny i want to make it less corny i want to like i want to make the sound like uh yeah i just want to make this i I think i'll leave it there i want to make it sound less corny i don't want this to be corny how do we make not make this corny and um it's it's something that i don't necessarily have an answer for and it's something that i reflect on a lot which is like well what what makes it corny who who deems it corny and um and more importantly like uh like what is what is not making this corny like mean and and what does that potentially like what does that potentially mean you sacrifice or what does that potentially mean you give up on or what does that potentially mean you play into right mm-hmm. um the real answer is there is no answer it's dynamic it's always shifting it's like it, there is no there is no permanent definition of what it is yes. right socially constructed it's i exactly. mean at the end of the day it's like it's so context dependent like mm-hmm. if you if you put out like a track that sounds like where you blatantly sound like party next door right now someone might point the finger at you and be like, that's corny. Why is that corny? Because you don't have your own style because you're biting something that's been around for three or four years. But if you put out that same track five years ago, when, you know, party wasn't as popping, you mm-hmm. could make the argument that's like, yo, he's making his new way. Like it's all so subjective and dependent. And I yep. hate to resort to that. It's not, it's not a very hot take, obviously. No, that's right. subjective. But I think <laughs> the same goes for like personality is subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's more where I'm at. Like, you know what? Like, it's cool if you, 
if you don't like certain tracks we put out, it's cool if you don't like, like, like you know, certain music we put out. But I think also like a lot of people tend to tie identity to the music. And I don't blame them because, you know, like an album, an album rollout with a really good aesthetic, like there's a reason you gravitate towards dark fantasy, for example, I get it. Mm -hmm. It matters. But at the same time, I think a lot of it is misunderstood, right? Like, I mean, and I think it's also a beautiful part of the journey when like, you know, when you look at like Childish Gambino said this when Mac Miller passed, he was like, yo, I connected with Mac because both of us were the, we were the black and white rapper that were corny early mm -hmm. in their career. And, you know, I've actually been in that position where I don't like camp that much by Childish Gambino. So I can see what people mean when they say, oh, that's corny or whatever. But then like him growing into because the internet and him growing into like putting out something like Redbone, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's like so dope. And it's because he allowed himself the room to grow from that point where yeah. it's like, all right, I put out this piece of work that like, I don't know how he feels about it, but maybe certain people feel like I didn't vibe with that, whatever, but they grew from that. And I think that's super tight. And I think you just got to embrace who you are in that process and put it all out on the table and like, don't censor like, you know, you at every single point of the journey. I think that's sort of, yeah. Yeah. I think it's also like, like along with that um, for myself, it's like, it's, it's challenging people's perceptions of like, what is corny, right? Because mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who would say like like our comedy is corny, but then I would ask them, why are you laughing? You know, Ooh, like fucking think like, about like, it, like, dummy. It's like, it's like it's like it's great that it's corny, but hey, man, like we we've as like if we're putting out a comedic piece of content, we've done our job. We've we've made the yeah. audience laugh, you know, yep. and we enjoy the process, and we're just being true to ourselves. So, like, it's the office. Shout out to the office. Like, yeah, they, like like for example, like for example, like Big there was like to the right, like a huge turning point in sitcom, modern American sitcom was like when they came out and they're like, we're gonna remove the laugh track. We're gonna make you feel hella uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We're gonna make you think, is this funny? And then right. over time, you go, fuck, it is funny, and it I works. hate myself and for it thinking works. it's funny. <laughs> Every time, you know what I mean? Like cringe comedy. It's all. It's a whole ass. I'm sure y'all know. It's a whole ass subgenre, right? Shout out to cringe comedy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's all, it's all subjective, like you said. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, when Drake first came out, for example, and he was blending, singing and rapping, that was corny. And now the whole game does it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, don't tie your own growth. I think it's more so for us, it's a reminder not to tie our own growth to immediate flinch reactions from people who are like looking for, looking to fucking generate an opinion 30 seconds after listening to something right. or watching something that, or whatever it is. It. You know what I'm right. saying? So yeah. know your own worth, like bet on yourself. Obviously that doesn't mean like close yourself off to any feedback or anything. Of course, like, right. you know, that's why you have your inner circle for it. That's why you have the people around you that you trust, mm -hmm. but um, also don't, yeah, don't, don't hold yourself back or become something you're not because mm -hmm. you feel like people are going to react to it a certain way and find your tribe, bro. Cause I, gu I guarantee you there are people out there who won't think it's cheesy or corny or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's really really val I think it's really valuable for, for people to hear that because it can get uh, the the pressure to kind of, to seek acceptance can get so intense that sometimes you doubt whether or not you actually like what you like or whether or not like liking something that you like is is acceptable, right? Quote unquote acceptable. And that's a that's scary. Like I, I'm not going to. The beautiful thing is, like yeah. we like now more than ever. It's like we live in an era where it's like at the end of the day, each every single one of us in this room. You guys are avid music listeners. We're musicians. I think everyone in this room can name at least three artists that no no other person knows. Just mm. from a standpoint of like in terms of how music discovery is now and how like yeah. niche everything is and fragmented it is like. 
there's people you don't know, like none of us know that are like that have a huge cult fan bases and they've been able to find their tribe that's and that's right. because it's 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 now it's like the internet has helped the artist to some extent take it back and be like fuck it i don't yep. need to fucking be this huge like radio mainstream accepted person mm -hmm. and some people might listen to my shit and be like yo that music is not for me like jpeg mafia for example or some mm -hmm. shit like people might listen to that shit and be like it's too experimental it's too out there but then he has his people who you know, we've been to a show and it's like, you see like the way his fan base reacts to that shit. Incredible. It doesn't even matter if like the, the people who don't listen to experimental rap are calling it corny because like, holy shit. Like if you look at the people he is zoning in on, it's something special. The community is wild, you know? Super. <laughs> yeah, yes, super again, wild. zoning in the community. That's... How do you guys feel about the Cardi album? I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it either. Really? No. Fair enough. Oh, okay. It's all good. I mean, <laughs> when did it when did drop? When did it drop? Um, was December. it was it December? Yeah, I listened. I, I, to, oh, sorry. Go ahead. How do y'all feel about? Um, are you guys like rap heads? Like, how do y'all feel about ghostwriters and hip hop? Um, go ahead, Nivek. I'll let you speak on this. No, no, you go first. No, I was gonna say I don't know if I uh, if I have a strong enough opinion on it. I think it's something that I kind of monitor, and uh, I'm always just like, I wonder, you know. But uh, but I don't think I. I've dove deep enough into it to, to properly have an opinion on it. Yeah. How about you, Navik? Uh Yeah, I'm very okay with it now. <laughs> you know, when I used to be an annoying hip hop head that was like, you know, you got to write everything, you know, you got to write everything. That's why I love Push. Um, uh, basically, yeah. Ray, Earl, you know, yeah. Ray Gone, of course. And I get that. That just means you like cocaine. <laughs> that's pretty much true. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Freddie exactly. Gibbs. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like it is a talent to be able to write in someone else's tone and their voice. Oh, 100%, and a lot of people do it, and I really respect that. Mm -hmm. you know, it's a good, it's a big talent, and I don't take anything away from rappers who. If you can rap, talks. that's the thing. If you can rap, you can rap. It's a different. Yeah talent than writing it's a different talent that, yeah personality flow flow is the hardest thing ever mm. and i listen to certain rappers because their flow their their bars are almost terrible but the flow <laughs> is incredible cardi's a great example <laughs> cardi's a great example of bars where you're like this is this is horrendous like there's a there's a moment where uh i was practicing uh djing a little bit and uh i i would regularly never mixing cardi but this one time i i chose to just just because and i um i had <laughs> i had like all the lows turned down as i was doing this mix so no no like 808 like banging in my ear all i hear is like a hi-hat and like i'm just like hearing the ad-libs and i'm hearing the lyrics and i'm like i knew this was bad but it's like extra Yo, bad when it's like crazy though bro her energy is insane like just that's someone who's like transcended like she's a cultural fucking icon now which is insane right wait wait, wait. I think oh shit party. oh <laughs> who are you talking about who's talking about cardi b talking about cardi b <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> that's incredible that's incredible <laughs> Segment. Oh shit! <laughs> International Women's Day. Don't y'all go disrespecting the queens, all right? <laughs> well, she's the queen of rap, bro. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Classic. Okay. Now I, I, have, I haven't heard a whole lot of red either, though. Is that what you're referring? That's to? totally fine. Well, I think Mario Judah is funny as fuck. If y'all Mario Judah is very yeah. funny. Yeah. Like whatever. Mm. How he's okay. Like, the Cardi to like fucking <laughs> drop albums, and he's pulling so out jokes. genius. <laughs> the okay. The comment about ghostwriting makes yeah. full sense now because i was like oh i when you brought that up i was like oh i'm learning something new there was some controversy with her and yeah, yeah yeah all that shit like but that, like, that was ages ago i think that was like on the out, last album or whatever for sure i for I, per, sure. I don't have like a yeah i also like i don't know it'd be nice for me to know so that when i'm ranking my rappers i'm like taking that into context like, these <laughs> are top five writers versus rappers right 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 right, right. At the end of the day it's like kanye's shit <laughs> a lot of it is and the yeah. things it goes it's so well it's like goes so well with his personality and it's yeah. because kanye said it that that shit's popping so right right i mean i i mean you even think about like uh the 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 weight that's attached to um like uh hip-hop and, and uh rappers specifically versus like okay like who was frank ocean writing songs for for like the first right. like, five years of his career like all the biggest artists right um right. but but not for a moment are is are they kind of questioned like is their integrity questioned no it's because it's because rap is just rap has like battle rap as like that's a right. foundation for all this shit right yeah it's like just people the cultural were, significance yeah people are battling right? in the parks and like with djs before they're ever putting out records mm -hmm. so it's exactly. like that's part of the game is like you better write your shit there's just that natural competitiveness which i which i respect you know like <clears throat> listen if i find out someone's like being ghostwritten for battle rap, then I'm a fucking clown them because that's like some. That's some you know what I mean? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow, that's such a good. Point. Like you're you're exiled. Yeah, you're exiled. Really true. Right. No way. Um, speaking, you were you were talking about flows though, and uh, and Nivek, you kind of mentioned like like nailing a flow and being able to like really claim it is like very 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 difficult to do. Um, I like. That's the, the one thing that stands up for me on Monarchy, the track Monarchy off of uh, Mahal, um, where like, I, uh, this is so funny. This is the first time I've ever probably said this out loud, but like, uh, when, uh, when I hear someone, okay, so this is, there's, these are two instances <laughs> that I do this and it's weird, but when I watch like blooper reels of like shit on YouTube, so for example, like when I'm watching office blooper reels on YouTube, I'm like, I'm forcing myself not to laugh as if I'm there, as if I'm like on set and I'm like someone who's like not trying to laugh. And it makes, it strangely makes the experience like a little bit more enjoyable. It's like the only reason why I can watch those videos like over and over again is because I watch it and like, I'm trying to hold in my laughter, like, yeah. like I'm being recorded and then they burst out in laughter, I burst out in laughter, whatever. Yeah. It's great. When I listen to someone spit bars and in this case, in monarchy, you're going off. Uh, I like, I also hold my breath because I'm just like, oh, this is what it must feel like to rap this fast. <laughs> and it's fucked up. It's a it's a really weird thing that I do. But um, that's yeah. that's a, I like that. That's a dope experiment. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> it's just like, oh, let me really <laughs> feel what it's like. <laughs> yeah. hey, by the way, you guys don't have to like everything. You know, you can you hate it. Just say it to him. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that was that's pretty man because honestly like as a rapper like something i've been trying to like definitely something i'm trying to work on for 2021 is breath control man because like Crazy. that's like definitely I, I know like a lot of listeners don't t think about that but like when you hear a rapper that has really good breath control you realize that's like that's like the one percent shit where it's like if you conquer that i feel like you can move into the upper tier of like rappers you know what i mean definitely. like the best example like that really brought my made me more aware of breath control generally when i'm 
spitting, which is very important for flow, right? Mm -hmm. It's like having the right breath control. It's black thoughts, 10 minute funk flex freestyle. I don't know if y'all yeah. seen that. But like, Incredible. I've, I've watched that shit so many times that I've started to memorize where he takes breaths. And that wow. shit is crazy to me because like this man is spitting for 10 minutes straight and he's doing intricate flows and he's not really giving himself that much of a break between the words. You gotta like really study like what is this, what is this guy in his 40s who is like a true fucking veteran, right? Cause we don't value that yep. shit in hip hop but I try to give like, you know, the older rappers their flowers mm. cause it's like, dog, you've been, you know this shit as muscle memory compared yep. to like a lot of us younger rappers, right? And so it's like, hearing him where he takes his breaths in certain pockets is like super dope like i definitely something i'm trying to get better at but yeah. thank you for mm -hmm. thank you for talking about what i was trying to say in such a cooler way rather than me <laughs> being like yo dude sometimes i'm just driving and i black out because i'm fucking holding my breath while you're rapping dude <laughs> fuck me uh, <laughs> but you know it's just like uh yeah i'm really just trying to experience it with you but no that's absolutely right and uh and uh, and, uh um yeah i i i think what you mentioned about breath control is uh overlooked and oftentimes why like um there are like there are musicians who don't sound the same live when they uh when they when they perform yeah. um because doing that live while jumping up and down while like now uh mm. but like monitoring a crowd is it's why you need a hype man to finish the words off that's right that's right Miami. little hack yeah little <laughs> hack for rappers out there pro tip make some friends only <laughs> <That's fucks. right. laughs> surprise hype men aren't just there for hype they're there to finish your fucking sentences. hype man for hire <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is where you put the flashing text in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll send you the email <laughs> um but uh but, but on the flip side too uh Mon monarchy was um monarchy was a one track that i was able to kind of sit in on the on the twitch stream and uh and, and wow. kind of see how you're, you're putting together that kind of infancy of like getting the sample and like mm -hmm. figuring out how to how to kind of chop it um i'm curious to know if um because i think like you know I don't want to ask the same question of like, you know, what's your process? Cause yeah, I'm sure you've answered that, that question a bunch of times, but, uh, but, um, but I guess a, a question for you, particularly given that, you know, you two have really embraced the fact that, you know, this is still a very early, early part of your, your, your kind of careers. Um, how, um, how kind of, how dead set do you feel in like the way that you uh you approach beat making or or that you approach even just like your your, your process because i i know even early on like you you two started by uh you took like um ron you wrapped over uh uh an eminem track and then instead of you you took you stripped the audio just took the bars and then built a beat around that which is yeah. very very unorthodox uh i'm curious to know if like if really reaching for these kind of unorthodox producing patterns and methods um is something that you 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 embrace um or or if it's something that you know it, it takes some time to kind of work your way into because like building your process is like it takes a very a very very long time to feel comfortable with it right mm -hmm. um so kind of disrupting that i can imagine is also it is challenging but I, i'm curious to know yeah I, I, what that what that's like for you for you yeah, again, again, like, um, I, I think one, like one word that really describes this, like, whether it's marketing or the music is, is experimental, right? Like, mm. I think for us, like, like, 
it's fun to like develop a process, but it's also really fun to like not get. I feel like when once you have a process and you get too comfortable in it, that's when you start hitting like these creative ruts. You stagnation. Know? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. You start stagnating, and it's like like constantly just trying to challenge like what what we do when we get in the studio is like definitely an important part of it. And like that's not to say the process isn't like that. It's important to have the things you know you can go to. But yes. then at the same time, you shouldn't get like too comfortable just being there, you 100%. know, like you, you do need that element of just like, yo, I heard this cool sound the other day, Fuck let's try up. to make it. Yeah. Or yo, I watched this YouTube video the other day of this producer doing this and we've never done that. Why, why don't we try it out? Mm-hmm. But, um, that, that's kind of like where the, where the fun is. Yeah, me. I feel like I've never really vocalized it this way, but like take it as what you will. I don't think we have a process like we do. But we have, we have so many processes that I don't think we have like a singular go-to process. Like it's so, it's so dependent. Like, um, and that's, I really enjoy that because like monarchy, the one you said, like we're talking about the intro off the EP, uh, you would have seen that that was like, here's the sample. Let's build like the loops that we want. Then I was writing in the background, figuring out the hook based off being inspired by the sample chops. And then we added to the beat after and stuff. Whereas jungle escape at the end was like, he literally gave me like the way we made that was like, he literally gave me like whatever, like 50 bars of like just a hi-hat loop. That's yeah. it. Literally just a hi-hat loop. And I was like, let me just get these bars off, got the bars off. Then we built the beat around, you know, those bars. Crazy. So it's like, it goes both ways. It's like, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. And I don't know. I think it's just kind of fun to roll the dice on like how you create your next track. Yeah. And, and another, one more thing I want to add, like yeah. on that point is, um, no, <laughs> no, well, too bad, man. I'm adding it. Anyways. <laughs> But one more thing I want to add is like uh, part of it is also knowing that like when you box yourself into a process and you tell yourself like, hey, this this is how I do it. Um, it's not the most efficient way to like create music. The most of, like efficient and fun way to create music is to literally just follow the, the path that like I heard this sound like like Rohan said, right? Like different tracks in that EP were created differently and like. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have been able to create that EP in 24 hours, I don't think, if we stuck to like a one process. Or like we could have made an EP in 24 hours, don't get me wrong, but like... I don't think it would be as dynamic. It would be very systematic, like the the tracks would probably sound a lot more similar and like it, it would just lose the fun of it, so... No. Big thing. That's a great point. Um, and yeah, I think it also kind of adds to the very, very impressive <laughs> nature of completing a uh, completing an EP in, in 24 mm-hmm. hours. Yeah, it's it's like um, similar, you know, we have that beat battle, those beat battle streams called Corn Hub. Mm-hmm. It's not what y'all think it is, but <laughs> Corn Hub where we beat it up in front of you. Right. Oh, <laughs> beat us. Got him. Like, we're making beats. Okay. <laughs> it's like a beat battle thing. And that actually, like on the point of like me saying earlier, um, like whatever we do, like content wise and all that shit is just shit that we already do. But like, publicize you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so like you know we we used to do this thing where it's like whenever we were like we went to la and we made this thing called the beat game that we were just calling the beat game at a time which we were like hey we want to make like just three beats in like an hour and we want to like you know completely fuck up our creative process so what we did is i said hey man you write three rules down i write three rules down and we'll put them all into a hat and then we'll just like We'll, we'll, we'll draw three rules, random rules. It could be like no drums or like reverse this sample right. or whatever it is. And we have to stick to those three rules and make a beat in 15 minutes. And right. like, that's sort of where that started. We would just do it for fun, for fun. like yeah. with ourselves in it. It came up with some really cool creative results, forces you to make some decisions. And right. on the other hand, we also like taking our time with art. 
some yeah, shit. So coming up in three years now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's also quite, yeah, I, 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 I appreciate the approach of, uh, of allowing for it to kind of, uh, uh, for it to kind of like have ebbs and flows of like really, really, really putting yourself in the pressure cooker um, and, and also taking your foot off the gas. Right. And, and allowing yourself to contextualize and exactly. And, and think about it that way. Especially uh, the, the brown pressure cookers that make like the, like, yeah. you know, the, the whistly kind of <laughs> Shout out the instant pot. Shout out the instant pot. <laughs> Shout outs. Um, well, you know, I think you touched on a lot, uh, particularly in terms of your, in terms of creativity, in terms of the kind of challenges of, of, of being authentic to yourself uh, in an in a age and a kind of in a time where there's a lot of pressure to, to do otherwise. Uh, and you also kind of spoke on, on what that's been like for you in the, in the past year, um, which, yeah, we, we really, really appreciate you sharing with us. I, um, I think something that I've been thinking about for myself very recently is how I spent a lot of 2020 um, <clears throat> almost being like afraid to be inspired. Um, I know that sounds a bit strange and I think there was a lot that inspired me, but ultimately just like feeling a bit overwhelmed by everything that was kind of happening around me. I very much leaned into, uh, I leaned into the things that I knew. I leaned into listening to all the albums that I knew I loved already. I, I mm. for the first time, probably ever in my life, I was rewatching movies where like, I've had this hard rule where I was like, no, I don't watch. Damn, I did that too. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder I, if that's I, like a subconscious I thing think, for comfort or yeah, something. Yeah. I feel like, it's like that sense of familiarity that's brings, wild. brings comfort when in an, unfam in an unfamiliar world, right? It's like, you need that sense of comfort. Exactly. That's yeah. precisely, that's precisely what I think it is. Um, and, and very similarly to you, AP, I feel like it's only been the past couple of months where I was like, no, no, no there's, there's still a lot for me to be kind of like in, inspired by and and, and yeah. maybe it's because you know we've we've now nearly done 365 days of, of living life like this that i'm i'm now at a point where i'm like okay i'm, I'm ready to kind of take this on yeah. um, in many ways it's it's why you know vivek and i took a break from doing the podcast for a year because we're like oh like we did this podcast in person and it was right. so much more fun when we could do it in person and travel and uh, travel around the GTA, but travel to, to do yeah. these shows mm -hmm. um, and doing it on Zoom is not going to feel the same. And we'll just wait yeah. it out because, you know, thinking about transitioning is, is going to be difficult, you know? Um, but yeah, honestly, if like we were, if this was in studio, we'd be freestyling for hours. <laughs> we'd be going crazy. <laughs> freestyle a thon. You got to manifest that. <laughs> we're right. coming back it's on. Right? Energy, man. It's for oh, sure. Sick. It's gonna happen. I'm going to bring. I have a few friends who like to freestyle as well. Everybody get together, freestyle. Let's go. You, you know, know over knowledge feel, beats. I feel like man, over AP beats is oh shit, that's true. But uh, has knowledge though. God damn, that's knowledge He's, for sure. But uh, but I guess I say all this to say um, thank you for thank you for joining us. Thank you for for contributing to the inspiration that I now kind of find myself feeding into. Um, it's been really really. Uh, it's being comforting in many ways to like to sit and think about uh, how two people who are very much embracing their their corniness, which you know, as we talked about, can be whatever it means. But I think to the two of you, it means being you, um, and also just creating some some really really incredible art all around. Whether it's the skits, whether it's the music, whether it's the artwork. Yeah, um, how about this? We think you <laughs> what no we actually cut you that didn't see that one coming <laughs> we actually cut right. that part out of all our interviews we just oh, we, okay. 
But, no, uh, real, man, it's dope. It's dope seeing you guys like get back and do your thing. And we're honored to be one of the, be the first of guys to like, yeah, bring it back in. And at the end of the day, the fact that y'all are continuing to execute this vision, even if it's like exhausting at times or whatever, like keep doing it because the people need it, man, which y'all are doing and the nice. people you're putting on your podcast that you're lending your platform to, it means it means a lot more than you would think to the artists you guys are inviting on. So shout out to y'all. We hope so. You know, they're so some artists be like, you know, <laughs> fuck these guys. Be like looking at their phones, waiting for their text to come in. <laughs> they're waiting on text. <laughs> no text. Okay, no right, what's the next question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other. That's end. why we're... I had to give you that like disclaimer at the beginning. Is it okay if I do this? Because I don't want y'all to think like I'm not paying attention. No, 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 no. <laughs> nah, course. it's never please, that. Please do your It's thing. just your voices sound funny. That's all. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> My blood pressure is just rising talking to you. You know, I just have to, you know, calm myself down. <laughs> um, but as as you'll find all of your favorite artists, go check out Karolinka everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, fucking Napster, you know, go hit them up. Go listen to these guys. Deezer. What? Uh, Deezer? Yeah. Deezer. <laughs> Deezer. Um, what can uh, Nivek, myself, all your fans all the people who are listening to this episode and becoming new fans, what can they look forward to uh, say in the next couple months from the two of you? For sure. Um, well, depending on when this comes out, um, we're going to be dropping like five singles between like March and April. Yep. So watch out for that. And we're just, we're coming heavy this year with the speed. Like we mentioned, we're going to be dropping a lot and, you know, be on the lookout always for um, just big, big experiences and events like the 24 hour EP. We might, we might have something cooking up, cooking up crazy that I'm not going to put any detail into yet, like out into the world yet. But you know, if y'all thought with the 24 hour EP was crazy, um, just, uh, just wait, it's about to get wild boys. It's about to get wild. So can't wait for that. Very ambiguous promo right there. <laughs> Spoiler. The boys are going on a six hour, six day peyote trip. <laughs> That's right. And we'll be vlogging the whole thing. We're now YouTubers. I'm now accepting clickbait title submissions um, to my email. So send them over. You won't believe the response you'll get. I, I know I have the perfect title for your video. It's just going to be a photo of your face like this with uh wide-eyed with like spirals around your eyes and the title is going to be in all caps i just took a pill in ibiza dot 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 wow. actually <laughs> oh my god the actually is absolutely necessary exactly exactly people aren't going to know that you you know you got stung. i actually so. did it yeah, let me let me know how much Apparently. i owe you after this call yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no like worries no worries i'll just take all of the uh the uh the squarespace and the uh what else we got on there the masterclass ads you know that that you'll eventually get in your episode Just there we go all the what up yeah yeah exactly thought we talked about the episode about signing bad deals and i'm about to sign the worst deal of all. <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> hey, whoa, wait, hold on i gotta end this off please uh, i'm breaking some news right now i'm starting my own label Oh, nothing wow. to lose records nothing to lose I like i'm gonna give you an offer right now okay let's do it yeah five key advance wow i get all of your pub you guys are happy with it i don't own any bars though i have bars but i don't own any english united kingdom based bars so i don't know how you're gonna take my pub well you know you you put it out and i get the money that's fine <laughs> That works, you know. I pub. need to start a bar, like an alcoholic serving, like, like a pub mate, like a, a, a pub. He's talking about pub. I'm, I'm talking about bars. Like, 
I get what you're saying. You see that? You see that? <laughs> DK bars, right? You see this the guy's depth? rapping. This guy's rapping. I didn't even know he's rapping. I accept. I accept. Send send through send the docu sign through. We out here. Let's go. Salute. Nothing to lose records, baby. 2021. <laughs> Let's to go. Fucking infinity. That's right. I'm sending you the chain in the mail. This interview is not legally binding by any means. <laughs> no, he's no, once you get the chain, it's official. It's official. What's that wedding chain? I'm sending you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's sending you. What do they spell that? The, <laughs> oh, the, 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 the dolly? Yo, the sending dolly. you each a dolly, bro. <laughs> That's fucking genius. That's genius, though. That, that is the brown Rockefeller genius. chain, bro. <laughs> That's for real. That's a the, the first meal that you buy on the label has to be with like a green leaf below it. Damn, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. That's a skit right there. And there we Damn. go. As long as you, as long as you put on for the culture, you can completely screw over artists. You can exploit us. <laughs> you can exploit us. Woke. That's true. That's oh true. my gosh. Well, on that note, I'm glad we got there. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we got there. <laughs> But truly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being on episode 83 of High Top Flips Up, Flip Flops with us. Um, and as you said, you know, in a couple of years time when you guys are in outer space, because, you know, we, we know you like to travel between between here and Mars, Mars periodically. Yes. Um, we hope uh, we can do this again and maybe reflect on uh, reflect on what what the future holds for the two of you because it's uh okay, it's extremely to, bright um, like a journal entry for the world well, like yeah. a journal entry for the world wow. precisely <laughs> but it's uh thanks very much for joining us sure 100%. you can listen to us wherever you listen to your episodes you know i was gonna say some shit about saying something in the comments but i don't know Navik and I don't know how to play the game. You know, the kids who just never were good at the sports, so they just watched to the side. That's us. And that's okay. Uh, rate okay. AP on a scale of 1 to 10 in the comments. Thank you. Ooh. Okay. Rate <laughs> his looks, yeah. Since he's brutally honest. Yeah. That's right. We just got our clickbait. He has the big badonkadonk. Oh, Y'all no. can't see it oh, right no. now. We're not but... bringing this from the Twitch stream. To... <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's and cool. send them DMs. Like, you know what? Stop being a coward. Send what? somebody a DM. Of whatever you want to say, they'll that's right, that's appreciate. Right. It, I'm sure. Yeah, go Never, DM Karolanka. You need to, you need to give the energy that you're expecting to receive back. So, roll the dice. Roll the dice. Exactly. Wow, so many quotables in this episode. Uh, nothing to lose. <laughs> roll the dice. Uh, but for real, thanks very much for joining us. Let's all say bye on three, one, two, three. Bye. Tell me I love myself, get it all from everybody else Moving fucking stuff, cause I can't I trust me well Watch your money melt, it don't mean a damn thing Got these fucking thoughts, hating on the TV I'm real, thinking back to days where the poor was paid Before we took the all or nothing pay